that eventually I will play in. All right, and we are live. Woo-hoo. I think. I could be wrong. Let Murder. me check. No, I do in fact have a pulse, so I don't know about the rest of you. I am live. <laughs> Hello and welcome once again to Critical Recovery, a 5th edition homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign. My name is Crash, and I learned a very important lesson today. The splash of vanilla syrup goes in the coffee carafe, not the coffee mug. Oh. Yes, lesson learned. Oh, no! <laughs> it's, there, there is sweet, and there is too sweet. <laughs> um, and tonight, I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Chris, Ellie, Yo, Jen, Archbeth is hanging out in chat, and... What happened last time? Knolls. Yes. I vaguely but remember. Less knolls than before. Well, it ended with fewer knolls. Yes. That we could see. You might have more knolls later. <laughs> I mean, today's forecast is cloudy with a chance of knollish horde running <laughs> rampant over the goblin village that you decided to help protect. And also some meatballs. <laughs> okay. And I just double-checked to make sure I was recording because of previous events. Oh. <laughs> yes, the, the button is saying it's recording. It's been recording for almost two minutes now. All right. So, um, yes, you, you had a little adventure where you decided to be snealthy. One of you, who is normally a walking armory in an armor class of yes, decided to go the stealthy route and then still wasn't. Oh, I need to put my armor back on on my character sheet. Yes, please do. That would be good. Um, but to be fair, said character, even with the armor, wouldn't have been um, that much of a detriment because the goodest of doggos decided to help by barking at all the sticks that one could step on to alert everyone around you. And uh, that <laughs> stealth roll was also very, very low. <laughs> Didn't it go from like a two to a three? It, like it, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> the bottom, bottom line is it wasn't good. And when you encountered the gnolls, it wasn't good for them either because you made short work of them. Mm-hmm. Gnolls, for the most part, tend to be a lower challenge rating than your current level as adventurers. We murdered them. Yes. Except <laughs> uh, for one. One ran Except away. for one that did not engage because they were terrified of the best of doggos barking. They have a name. The best of doggos has a name. None of you have asked it. So, and don't ask Can me. ask it? <laughs> don't ask the DM. The DM's not going to give you the exposition, but mm-hmm. um, the doggo does have a name uh, and a backstory. But with that said, oh. they barked. It was a magical ability because they are a celestial being, hence the wings, and the ability to actually heal you by licking your face. Frightened animals no it frightened they're not an animal they're a celestial um oh frightened the gnolls you decided to not attack the knoll that was hanging in the back needing a new pair of pants and once they were able to do anything again they bonus action dashed away which was good news because one less thing to fight the bad news is they ran away to tell all of their friends why is that good well good is relative Bad is not. (laughs) So you have had a long rest. You have delivered the good and bad news. Um, No one is particularly angry at you for hitting the hornet's nest with a rock because the hornet's nest was in a particular location where everyone here was pretty sure the gnolls were going to come back in force anyway. It was only a matter of time. They're a little annoyed that you did speed up the timetable a bit, however, mm. because the defenses, as I said before, are a small ditch that you might be able to jump over and a few ramshackle walls that some of them are being dismantled to build other walls. Mm. Okay. But there isn't really much of a perimeter. So you got about a day based on mm. current information before um, that large area of smoke rising off in the distance gets close enough to be next to you. Alright! Who wants to learn how to build a barricade? Let's take down some trees. Who wants to learn how to use a a short bow? Do we have enough short bows? Sure, we can whittle some. (laughs) The goblins apparently seem to be very skilled at using short bows. To do what? (laughs) Do you want to answer that question? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> because they will give you an honest answer, but maybe the aftermarket paladin <laughs> shouldn't want to know the answer. <laughs> they want to know how to use a properly. They just stare at you and blink a couple times. Well, some of them blink. Okay, I just, I just, I just point at ten of them. You come with me. <laughs> Nine of them come with you. It's not the same ten that you pointed at. Well, he got ten, so he got what no, he, he got wanted. Nine. Just but nine. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. We are doomed. Mm, possibly. Y- you were, um, you were counting on goblins having the ability to count well, and not all of them have that skill. I mean, it was more of just a case of I point, so I was hoping they could indicate themselves. <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the thing: kobolds are lawful evil, goblins are chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. And I don't always hold to alignment, hence um, a lot of things. I'm just going to gesture broadly at all of my campaigns. <laughs> but goblins are definitely chaotic. I'll take it. Okay. But in this case, one of the suggestions that's been made, the first suggestion that was made was building a barricade or teaching how to build a barricade. So that would be Rhine. And Ryan, if you are giving an instruction on how to do this, hmm, which ability would I ask you to roll for this? I will point to my background as reasoning for uh, having some proficiency with improvised defenses. Oh, definitely. Your soldier background would definitely be why I'm letting you do this in the first place. Yeah, that, um, that is fair. That is valid. But yes, a proficiency is going to play a part in this. I'm going to say, well, you're trying to convey instruction. So add your <laughs> security p- plus presence. I-, I don't think that's the campaign for this, unfortunately, because Ryan's security score. Let me look, look at the character sheet for Ryan. Uh, there isn't a security stat, so that'd be a zero. A presence, there doesn't seem to be a presence stat that is also a zero. Um... But we can do that. You would also have to use the dice for that game, which would not give us <laughs> the right results. Um, add proficiency and your charisma modifier and roll a d20 with those. Okay. Um, because you're, profic- you need your force of will to get them to listen to the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> um, yes, Archbeth, you are absolutely right. The teacher knows on. whereof he speaks. Come on, D&D. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't highlight everything. Why do you think I am trying to select everything? (laughs) Uh, Can I just roll something that already has my proficiency and my charisma? I mean, that sounds like the easiest way to do it, yeah. Yes. But I wasn't actually looking at your character sheet. I don't have that one open, so. I want to use my inspiration. Go ahead. So that's a nat 20. Plus six. Okay, so you had them at cut down trees, and you were able to keep them entertained and enthralled as you've explained how the cut down trees might then be able to be used to stop their bloody murder. These are all things that they are in favor of, and they have stopped dismantling previous barricades to build their new barricades. So that is in progress. Um, Also, we have Kendricks. No, not Kendricks, Thandrin. Kendrix is on the moon right now and probably very glad to be not around goblins. Um, Thandrin, however, is teaching goblins how to use short bows. The word he used was properly. Yes. The, The goblins already believed they were using it properly, but you have alternate definitions of properly. Yes. Yes. With that, for some reason, there's a lot of them that think they need to hold the bow sideways when they're shooting. Because that's how all the cool goblins do it. Says in a 1990s gangster film. And you, pull your pants back up. <laughs> Where did you even get those sunglasses? <sighs> Why are you playing that music? Where is that music coming from? What's so that large rectangular... trying to take levels in Bard. <laughs> What's that large rectangular <laughs> box you're carrying on your shoulder as you bob up and down? I will throw the boombox in the river. I oh, Bard <laughs> Artificer. <laughs> okay, well, I guess you just got your inspiration back. Um, all right, so... Uh, you know what? This is going to be charisma again because it's a teaching skill. So charisma and proficiency because I imagine as a monk you are able to use 
ranged weapons just fine. Okay, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just waging because that's a plus, that's what it was. Close uh, enough for government work. 14. Okay. Um, so they were already capable of firing bows in the correct direction. You made slight improvements to how they were holding them. And also, they now know, oh, if we get in a line and shoot, we're going to have a wall of death going at our opponents instead of us picking individual targets. So that is a slight improvement. Is there anyone else who wants to do something to um, prep this village for what's coming? I don't have anything I can teach them. Do you have time to speak with me about my personal lord and savior Asmodeus? <laughs> I don't want to terrify them. <laughs> I mean... we, see, we see Morley just going up to each hovel and knocking on the door, holding a book. The book Andrew is currently on not, fire. Andrew knows nothing about this. No. <laughs> no. He wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in another part of the continent altogether, Mo just looks to the heavens and says... I'm sure it's a phase! <laughs> Morley, can I make a suggestion? Okay. Morley's a tailor. Morley could uh, perhaps work on teaching some bandage making for stabilizing the wounded. I could do this. Cool. But uh, I'm more of a weaver, but tailoring and weaving oh, kind of true. something simple like this, it should be alright. We just need some cloth and... Um, you know, hopefully it's relatively clean. Okay. And, yeah. Charisma and proficiency again. Let's just keep going with the trend. Okay. Charisma and proficiency? I am going so to... Your charisma plus three. Okay. Um, let me find it. So just click on the, the box that says charisma at the top, and we're going to add three to the number. Oh, okay. Okay. 16 plus three for a 19 just from clicking that right. button. So the biggest impact you made wasn't with showing how to make bandages, which they apparently knew how to do already, but you have greatly improved the chance that they will survive being bandaged because you offhandedly mentioned that the bandages needed to be clean first. Right. And this is a well, watershed moment for them. Okay. So they will not die of sepsis from this. Okay, good. Or gangrene, possibly. How did they survive it before with these bandages not clean? Um, define survive. Mm, well, <laughs> for how long does it need to count? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, gra- now they know they need has to clean these things before they use spells. Grandmother has some ability to cast healing spells, but she only has so many spell slots per day. Mm. So they need to last long enough for her to be able to use those spell slots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, our last participant, um, Zuda, is there anything you wish to do to improve the survivability? I figure I'm digging a ditch or a moat or something. Um, I don't think it's wise to have someone with a negative dexterity modifier doing construction. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, I assume I that really you're wearing some type of armor, so missing with a hammer isn't as big a deal. <laughs> and uh, I don't really have anything I can teach them, so... Okay. Well, some of the goblins, many of the goblins, in fact, um, goblins are skilled at digging. Um, they historically on Circulus were, um, back in the days of the Empire, there were two main groups of individuals that were used for mining purposes it was dwarves and goblins. Dwarves, if they wanted it to be a long-term operation. Goblins, if they didn't care what happened to the people doing the digging, and it was fly-by-night. Um, because goblins were a bit more chaotic and more difficult to manage. Speaking of which, many of the goblins who decide, oh, you're doing a cool thing, we're going to help you, um, at first think that putting the dirt they're digging up into the ditch that you're digging is a convenient location because it's right there. <laughs> so I will again ask you to make a charisma. Well, in this case, it's not really a proficient thing because I don't think anyone here is prof- proficient in ditch digging. Um, but give me a charisma roll. You could argue okay. persuasion. Um, I'm going to use my inspiration on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better. That's a 14. Okay, so not bad. You, you're able to convince them to put the dirt next to the hole you're digging instead of in the hole you're digging, which on one side of the ditch actually makes the ditch look like it's deeper. 
which is effective. All right. So those are the preparations that you have been working on all day. None of you is really happy with the results because to say you'd be happy with the results would imply that you are honestly looking forward to a large collection of rampaging demon-created creatures running ramshackle over your current location. I mean, it might give you the sweet release of death. Some of you might be interested in that, but never mind about that. We've already had that. Yes. You you already tried it once. You didn't like it. You didn't even no. get a t-shirt for it. Some of you got new bodies. Yes. This is true. Meanwhile, Fanron is like, what have I fallen into? Quite literally, what have I fallen into? <laughs> All right. So I would be looking forward to the fighting, but um, too many civilians around to really look forward to it. Yes. Uh, on the other hand, it's only a righteous cause because you are defending those civilians. True. I just prefer they be a little further out of the line of fire. Oh, also true. But you're going to need their assistance because it's, this is still a ragtag so band many of adventurers. Yep. Yes. Um, yeah. By the way, the best of doggos. I have mixed emotions. The best of doggos, by the way, was helping to do the ditch digging because doggo. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yes. Um, Emerson did also help with some of the training. Helped with some... Emerson was around a lot, but also spent um, considerable time in conference with Amos. Uh, the two of them had not seen each other for a while, and. Uh, anyone who wants to roll an insight check may. Sure. 16. It is quite possible that Emerson is telling Amos all about Terryish and uh. trying to win Amos over to that side. I'm going to roll a persuasion check for Emerson. Nope! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whoa, that's a nat one. Oh, good at this. <laughs> that's a nat one. Trying. The attempt was made. (laughs) The attempt was made. But at this point, in game terms, Terryish has been a deity for less than 48 hours. So let's see the work that Terryish can do and then let's talk. I'm not just going to jump ship immediately is Mm. mostly the Mm -hmm. result that Amos is giving. Not that any of you are able to hear this, but that's the cutscene that you know how in video games they'll give you a cutscene where your character should not have any of that information, <laughs> but but the video game company decides we're going to give this to you anyway because we made an MMO that is mostly cutscenes with occasional running between areas. And Dagnabbit, you should take the time to watch all these cutscenes. This is a fantasy <laughs> realm, so it's going to have cutscenes. No, that is not the final cutscene of this fantasy game. I imagine this is from true for many games. I'm not picking on any particular one mm-hmm. that you're aware of. All right. So night falls and you hear howls off in the distance. Someone has started a howl and there's a is, bunch of yips. Is the good doggo also howling? No. They have a low growl occasionally. Oh. There are um, a lot of the walls that have been built have like a, a walkway that is just below the top of them with ladders so the goblins can climb up on them and and shoot over them because you made walls that were a good height for any of the players to stand behind and shoot but goblins are a bit shorter so they they needed some um elevation but they are lining the walls some of them have cooking pots on their heads for helmets one of them has a saucepan on their head for a helmet they had to tie it on with a piece of rope it would look comically adorable if they weren't actually about to go into combat uh the goblins do not howl archbeth in this case, the the howling is coming from the woods. Well, the woods is a bit further away. You have made the woods retreat. <laughs> there were many deaths on their side. And you start to see glows from between the trees off in the distance. Glows? A glow. A glow. In various okay. spots. Most likely things being set on fire. How far away? Hard to judge because it's like you can't see the actual fire. You see the glow of the fire. But you wouldn't be able to hit it with an arrow from here. Mm. It's getting closer, though. And you're starting to hear the yips and hyena-like laughter getting closer. There's a low rumble. And at first you think it's either thunder or the DM rolling for fireball damage from one of his level 20 NPCs. And very quickly, 
those of you with more martial backgrounds are able to pick up that, no, that is the sound of many footprints moving very quickly. Here they come. So who here does not have the ability to see in the dark? Hello. Oh, no. <laughs> are you I can skilled see in 120 feet. <laughs> Sorry, what? Um, I- I'm asking Fandrin if he's skilled in ah. blind fighting. Am I skilled in blind fighting? I mean, I'll be rolling at disadvantage, just in general, so... <laughs> okay, well, yeah. if, if there's enough fire, we can solve that problem, but the, yeah. it'll be replaced with the new problem of there's a lot of fire now. Right. Yeah. Now, I, c- I can see for 120 feet with dark vision. Okay. See the next time I say I'm going to make a human. It's just someone fly to Scotland and slap me. <laughs> no, no, you can totally make a human. Just make a human that is a class that gives you the ability to see in the dark. That or, or you know, make a character that by default, background-wise, has goggles that give them dark vision. Oh, yeah. Artificers are awesome. Yeah. I will you share my dark vision with anyone who doesn't have it. And you get dark vision. And you get dark vision. And you get dark vision. Check under your seat. Everyone gets a set of night vision goggles. <laughs> Thanks, Oprah. <laughs> It's, it, I can only do it with up to, for up to three people, but... You can skip me, I can see I it. I'm the only one that can't see in the dark. There's, there's a few goblins that are interested in this feature, but they Super are very quickly vision. reminded that they don't need it. Super <laughs> dark vision. I see all... Like, there's one goblin that says, you don't need that! We're goblins, we can see the dark! I'd like it, though. <laughs> <laughs> does, I just want to guess. Does Emerson need dark vision? Uh, Emerson's an orc. Okay. No. Uh, Amos, on the other hand, is a human. Well, then Amos can have some dark vision as a tree. A- Amos. <laughs> <laughs> Amos can have little a dark vision. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> I All right. wonder if we are going to get a moment to possibly cast spells on ourselves before we enter initiative. This is exactly that moment. Unfortunately, the spells only last a minute, so I want to know how close they sound like they are. Well, they're bursting through the trees right now. So okay. And coming at you at a full run. A spell. Haste. Nice. Actually, wait. Foundren, you're a monk? Yes, I punch a lot of things. Twin haste. <laughs> oh, you beauty. <laughs> and I'm going to cast Bless on the other three PCs. What does it do? Uh, whenever you make an attack roll or a saving throw for the next minute, uh, you can roll a d4 and add the number to the total. Okay. Okay. And you know what that means. It's time to roll for initiative. Okay. And yes, Ryan, you do. Excellent. 12. Thank you. 7. Wait, do I get advantage for hasted? I don't know how that works on initiative. I don't know. No. Okay. No. Dexterity saving throws. Okay. Also, 12. I'm like, why don't I have a number for Emerson? Oh, that's right. Emerson is my NPC. I need to roll for Emerson. (laughs) Usually I just take a a stat that's similar to what I want and have that be like a a monster that I've added to the encounter tracker. Okay, well, the paladin got a three. Paladins are healers, right? He borrowed my initiative. (laughs) Yes, well, nobody gave Emerson advantage on initiative rolls. This is true. No, that, that's something you only but get to the aftermarket palette. I that badly a lot, even when I do have it. Okay, so going first at a 22 is a whole bunch of gnolls, and they are double-timing it um, towards the village, but that's going to be their action and movement. Next up is going to be Amos, who casts Guardian of Faith right in their path. Oh. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yes. Um, a very large armored figure with... A very impressively large sword and no shield. Apparently, this figure only has one hand. Um, just appears towering over the knolls, like 30 feet tall, and starts slamming the sword down left and right on the knolls that are running past. There's lo- there's bits of knoll that are flying off in various directions. Some of them seem to be load-bearing bits. Next up is a thing. Oh my gosh, I almost loaded the wrong thing. <laughs> I almost did that thing again where I click on a thing and then it erases all of my initiative numbers. Oh no. oh no! Almost, it doesn't count. Almost only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and nuclear warfare. 
Anyone who disagrees, the bomb over Nagasaki missed. I'm just saying. And I'm saying that as I am copy-pasting an image of the thing that you see breaking through the trees. It is quite large, as in its stats are, it's a large being. And you have seen the best of doggos. Oh, no. This is not that. (laughs) This is the worst of doggos. It looks emaciated so that, like, oh, my gosh, it's so skinny you can see its ribs. Well, you can see between its ribs also. It is glowing in there. Its chest cavity is a light. As it howls, you can see the glow coming from inside of its mouth also. Its eyes glow bright red. There are spikes running down its back. It has spikes all over its very long, muscular, scorpion-like tail. You're not quite sure how a knoll is able to ride this thing without being impaled, but it is, in fact, carrying a rider who looks a bit larger and more fearsome than the other knolls that are coming through. It breaks through the trees, pauses as more knolls are running past it, and it and its rider both howl at the same time at the sky and then continues to charge forward. (laughs) All right. And at this point, the knolls that have gotten closest to you are about 30 feet from the wall. Ryan, you're up. Ryan grows wings and launches themselves at a 60-foot speed towards the riding thing. This is the better cinematic than I could have hoped for. <laughs> All right. Okay, so you do so. And? A living glitter bomb flies towards the demonic creature. I can get to it? Oh, yeah. If you're going at a 60-foot speed, I'm, I'm going to allow this, sure. All right, and... Now, here's the question. Do you use your flight to fly above the reach of the gnolls, or do you decide to go bowling for gnolls? I do not think I'm going to bowl for gnolls. You realize I only said that for the out-of-context quote. (laughs) (laughs) I do, however, want to... One, two... Quickened Inflict Wound on the rider. On the rider, okay. And 21 to hit. Only a 21, huh? (laughs) Well, they cast Shield, and they cast again, and they cast it again, you hit. (laughs) So that would be 24 Necrotic, but I have Radiant Soul up. So that's actually um, 24 necrotic plus 7 radiant for a total of 31 damage. And you know how I have haste? Uh, you did bring that up, yes. I swing with my longsword. That's a At 10. At the rider again? not going to hit. No, 10 is unfortunately not going to hit. But. <laughs> and a good time is had by all. By me, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thandrin. So haste essentially means it'll be three base attacks plus my unarmed strike uh, bonus action stuff, yeah? The rest of this gaming session is just going to be Chris rolling for attacks, isn't it? (laughs) I also run at the thing that Rain went to. Okay. Uh, What is my move? You will have to get past a significant number of gnolls to do so because it paused to let others run past it. Ah, okay. But I will allow it. Or you can be punching your way through knolls to get there as you run. We're in a wood, right? Can I... No, you're not in the woods anymore. Oh, there right, was right. woods here. I was <laughs> the woods say, are now a wall. Stuff and climb up tree and jump, 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 jump. Land I mean, <laughs> you, you could still attempt that. The knolls are mostly upright. <laughs> and you Can are I... a monk. Okay. This is the Can visual I... that we would Can see I... monks doing. Can I cool monk stuff this? And you know like those old martial arts movies that are like made in America and they're like really cheesy and you just see like this cool martial artist just jump on their heads to get to the one at the back. Can I do that? I, Chris, a good DM tries to give the players what they want and I know that when you make a monk character this is the only thing you want. So of course I'm going to say no. I mean, no, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead and make this attempt. You can certainly try. Okay, so like roll an acrobatics check or something? Definitely an acrobatics check at the least. <laughs> okay. Uh, nine. 
<laughs> so oh, you no. attempt to to jump off of the head of a knoll, and but you manage to instead. I'm gonna have. I will let you salvage this if you use one of your strikes against the knoll that you try to jump on. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, eleven. An eleven is not going to hit. You land next to them. You're both a little surprised. Okay. Um, then what I will do is just start going at this monk for the other two strikes. Uh, not the monk, the null for the other two strikes. Thranron, stop hitting yourself. Natural 20. <laughs> oh. Okay, that, that's a nat 20 against the null. Two sixes for 16 total. <laughs> it's bloodied. Uh, that's a nine. Uh, I am then going to dump, because I'm assuming I'm surrounded by null. Oh, at this point, yes. I am going to dump a key point and do pink fence. (laughs) Any attacks on me are at disadvantage. Okay. Next up is the best of doggos. It flies over the wall. It doesn't land within striking distance of the gnolls, but it lands right in front of them uh, with its the fur on its back all raised up, and it 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 does an angry growl and then a fearsome bark. And I'm double-checking the stats for this. Ooh, I did this wrong. I did this wrong last time. I had used the Fearsome Bark on more than one thing. It's not an AoE. It picks a creature. Oops. It was more powerful. S- somehow, during the long rest, the Best of Doggos got a nerf. <laughs> uh, but that's a 7 for the Wisdom Saving Throws. So, um, that the Worst of Doggos... I can double-check the Worst of Doggos. Nothing happens. The worst of doggos is immune to being frightened. And then the good doggo flies back up into the air again to be out of the range of the oncoming horde. Because why end your turn in range when you can use flyby? <laughs> Morley. Okay. Are any of these gnolls carrying torches that are lit? Yes, a few of them. Okay. How far away are they? Um, the closest are six, uh, the closest gnolls are 30 feet away from the wall. And there's a few in the front lines that are carrying torches. Okay, so what I want to do is um, use control flames. And I can expand a flame five feet in one direction oh. in a five-foot cube. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to, like, push the fire through whoever's holding it and however far it goes behind the gnolls that are carrying the torches. And this, this isn't even a... You're not rolling for this. It's not technically nope. an attack. You are providing a temporary terrain feature. Yes. And the terrain feature is fire. Yes. yes. Of course. It works quite well. Um, I'm going to make a roll for the... Go- for the Not the goblins. For the, oh. for the gnolls en masse. Okay. <laughs> That's a three. Um, the modifiers don't help. <laughs> so, so some of there, there's a small number of gnolls who are still running in the same direction, but they're running towards a target is more running away from the fire, not quite realizing that they are the fire. And it will spread. <laughs> it will spread to the rest of them, hopefully. Well, unfortunately, um, gnolls for the most part are not made of kindling. So mm-hmm. that that will take some effort, but they are also a lot of them are fairly greasy. They don't bathe often, so oh. <laughs> perfect. No hygiene <laughs> is not something that you want to read about. It'd be a very short book, though. All right. Next up is one of the knolls that happens to be uh, right next to Thandrin. Actually, more than one, uh, but it is going to try to make some attacks. Ooh, the features that are in D and D Beyond Encounter Tracker. Uh, we are not sponsored, by the way. Um, but D&D Beyond, hey, my email's available. Just letting you know. Um, does allow for disadvantage rolls. So uh, that's a 9 to hit. Nope. That's an 8 to hit. Nope. That's an 18 to hit. Yep. 8 point slashing damage. Ow. Wait, hold on. What is Haste does something to your AC, doesn't it? What does it do? Plus 2. Plus 2. So that just hits. Okay. And so... That last roll is a 19 to hit, but that's a good thing because the other die was a nat 20. Okay. And that's going to be another 8-point slashing damage. Next up is Zuda. Okay. Has the um, the the bad dog has been wounded, right? Uh, the bad dog has had nothing happen to it at all. The rider has been greatly oh. wounded. Okay. Um, let me double-check something. Not yet bloodied, but 
It's not a fan. An attempt was made against the bad doggo, but it was immune to the attempt. Gotcha. I am going to channel divinity and create my Twilight Sanctuary. And then I will stay, stay back with the goblins and Morley, I assume. Mm-hmm. You are suddenly surrounded by sparkly vampires. <laughs> <laughs> As Team Jacob attacks. I'm disappointed that I actually know what that even means, by the way. <laughs> okay, and I saw you rolled a custom number for a six. What, what was that for? That was for the Twilight Sanctuary. I'm giving myself 1d6 plus seven ah. temporary hit points. All right, there we go. Wait, how big is the... Uh, it's 30 foot radius. Did I get far enough? And... How many goblins did you just buff? Probably quite a few. There's a significant number of them that are now flexing at each other. <laughs> Before I failed, am I still close enough to go? You are just over uh, thirty you... feet away at this point. I think. Just over. Okay. Oh, all. Well, it's when you end your turn in in the spheres, so you can move back into it on your next turn. We shall see. Okay. okay. Anyway, um, I will also toss six hit points uh, Thandrin's way. Merci. And then that's my turn. Okay, next up is the writer. And someone has decided to make themselves be a target. Uh-huh. Apparently, everyone is okay with this. It's a rare moment. Uh, they are going to... Huh, that's weird. I forgot about this. They're not carrying any weapons. This is going to go at you with tooth and claw. So its All first right. attack is a 16 to hit. That's going to be a nope, I'm aware. <laughs> and that's a nope. And that is also a nope. So... It, it does its best. Its best isn't good enough. Now, and that's no- why I'm the tank. One of the gnolls running, running past also attempts to do a thing. They're going on the same initiative as the rider. Uh, there are a lot of gnolls in this initiative tracker, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm going to have this gnoll represent a whole group of them. There's still a lot of gnolls. Um, they are going to go at you with your short sword. And that is... Oh, that's a 19. That will not hit. And that's a nope. And that is a 22. You know what? Sure. It attacks my legs with a short sword. Oh, no, that was a bite. (laughs) Oh. All right, I now have a knoll hanging from me, I suppose. Yes. (laughs) Have you ever seen, have you ever seen, like, a doggo at a pet shop or something where they have the stuffed toy that they're chewing on and you go to pick it up and they just come with the toy? It's my own fault. I left my leg at mouth range. <laughs> so it, it did do a little jump. My AC is 22. I decided against using shield here. Noel can have little a Rhine foot as a treat. <laughs> and there are more Noles that are running, but they are not within range of the people who have jumped forward. Next up is Emerson. Um, Are you going yes. to tell me how much damage I took? Oh. Four. I'm sorry. It was four damage. <laughs> okay. Thanks. And Emerson, I rolled stats for, so clicking on Emerson's picture in the encounter tracker does not show me Emerson's stats. I was like, why is it still telling me that this is a null? Emerson is not a null. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, he is a fan of nulling, where he takes all of his possessions and he puts them out and arranges them in parallel lines. But never mind about that. <laughs> I am so tempted. I, w- I was very tempted. He's not doing this. But I was so tempted when the strikes were being made against um, party members to have Emerson use his shield. But I decided against it. Like, take, take the epic battle away from Ryan. Have them be back at the beginning again. Um, Emerson casts Zone of Truth. No, he does not. Multiple goblins can start admitting that they stole things from other people. That'd be a horrible thing to do. Um, how about Bacon of Hope? <laughs> I'm bacon? sorry, bacon. No, bacon that's Gox. Hope. Yeah, that's Gox. <laughs> As in, he hopes there's more bacon. <laughs> he learned it from watching you. <laughs> now, beacon of hope. This spell bestows hope and vitality. Choose any number of creatures within range. Any number of creatures. Emerson chooses all of his allies. Um, or oh, within 30 feet. So, I'm sorry. There's two of you who aren't going to get this effect. Uh, for the duration, each target has advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws and regains the maximum number of hit points possible from any healing. And that's going to be Emerson's turn. And we have been playing for close to an hour away. Should we take a short break? Yep, sure. At the end of the round. 
So I think that works out pretty well. I'm going to press a button. We have returned and I have equipped my blanket of plus one versus cats wanting to get my attention because he likes to claw my arm to get my attention. And now he has to go through the blanket. It's like a reverse Pareto. But moving forward, we are at the start of the initiative and we have a bunch of gnolls doing things. Uh, they are continuing to run forward. Uh, let me make a roll because I'm not rolling for everyone. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, the gnolls do continue to move forward and down. There's a lot of them that are moving down very quickly because uh, there's a significant number of projectiles that's preventing them from getting too close to the walls. Apparently, Fandarin's instructions about if you fire all in a row, you can take them all down at the same time. And it looks really cool. It, it bore some weight. Yeah. And why is that screen covering up? Oh Another God. window popped up in front of my Discord. And for a second, I thought I'd close Discord. That's Oh, <laughs> I'm so proud of my little goblin. <laughs> They're learning. <laughs> uh, next up is Amos. Now, the only people here who've taken damage are either not allies, so he's not helping, or they're out of range, so there's not much he can do. Uh, but Amos has seen that Thandrin was trying to make a beeline towards the, the biggest of the bad doggos, and he's decided to help out, so he casts Flame Strike. Uh, this is within range because it's less than 60 feet. Uh, he does not cast Flame Strike on Thandrin. That could Thank be you. bad. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fifth level spell. That would be bad. <laughs> Instead, he casts it, um, shall we say, let's see, is this radius or diameter? That would be a charred little. It's radius. So he casts it 10 feet away from Thandrin. So Thandrin, there is a warm gust that smells like cooked rotting meat. And then suddenly, a bit more of your path has been made clear. And also slightly charred and smoking. Next up is the bad doggo. And they have a target. Uh, they get to make two attacks, one with a bite. So the bite first. I am not going to ask Ryan if a 13 hits. <laughs> and also the tail stinger. Um, I'm also not going to ask Ryan if a 13 hits. That sounds like I'm repeating myself. <laughs> You are repeating yourself, I think. Yes, and the ones that I said were attacking Ryan earlier appear lower in the initiative, so I'm not going to worry about that quite yet. However, Ryan, do you have a rebuttal? Yes, I do. Okay. You are in a target-rich environment, so please let me know if you're going for the bad doggo, the rider, or um, your new traveling companion. Eh, the traveling companion can stay where it is for now. I am going to cast Inflict Wounds on the rider. I mean, it worked great the first time. 22 to hit. It's all out of Spell Slash the Cast Shield. That's 13 Necrotic plus 7 Radiant. How do you want to do this? Ryan does the thing where they are swinging their sword and their sword goes slightly incorporeal as the touch attack and there's sort of a bright flash as it connects and a glowing gash goes through the null. Okay. Glowing gash goes through the null. It glares at you and makes a few feeble swipes in your direction as it does the whole Thanos dust thing. Excellent. And for my bonus action, I'm going to summon my spiritual weapon and attack the worst doggo. 23 to hit. A glancing blow. <laughs> you can check that off in your bingo cards now. And that will do 8 force damage. I cannot add my radiant soul damage more than once per turn. It is immune to force damage from Asimar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it actually does have damage immunities, but that's not one of them. Oh, well, how does it feel about longsword damage? Not a fan. Well, that was a twelve to hit, so we probably won't find out. <laughs> it bounces off its natural armor. It's all the spikes. Thandrin, 
The way has been made clear. I run at the worst doggo, and I smack down on it three times. Uh, two normal attacks and my haste attack. It's a dirty 20. That's a hit. That's a 18. Also a hit. Uh, and that's 12. I was going to joke and say the third one was a miss, but that actually is a miss. Um, two points. Don't forget you. For the first don't one. Don't forget I'm you gonna... get to add a d4. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a stunning strike anyway on the first one, which did hit. So can it roll a con save before check if I get to roll it? I can make a con save, sure. Also, it can try a con save as well. How's an 18? Uh, case. Uh, it's another, another key point con save for the second hit. That'd be a 12. That's a fail. It's stunned. Okay, so I get to roll the se- the third one at advantage then. Did miss. Which is also terrible, so that's fine. <laughs> okay, but the first roll was a 12, and um, Ellie just said you get to add a d4. So roll the d4 to add to the 12. Roll 15. That will take it over its AC. Okay, so... A plus three will do it. So there's for the f- first is an eight. Second is another eight. Do your fists count as magical weapons? Yes, they do. Good, then I don't have to math. Uh, and then a five. See, people might think that the DM gets upset when the monk gets to the level where their fists count as magical weapons. It's like, oh, now, now everything is less powerful against you. No, no, I'm happy because now I don't have to make sure everything is divided properly and, oh, wait, it was an odd number so do extra math in my head. But, but wait, there's more. Um, uh, Flurry of blows for, the, for next two strikes. <laughs> uh, 22, see if it's a crit for advantage. Nope, it still hits. And again, you can do that. Uh, nine for the second, so the first one will hit at least. Yeah, even rolling. Actually, uh, do you only get to add the d4 for once per turn or any attack? Actually, no, it doesn't matter. A nine would not be able to do it. Um, eight damage and extract aspects. Okay. Now I get to, to just basically read the character sheet. Pretty um, So resistances, lightning, cold, fire, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Immunities, poison, conditioned immunities, charmed, frightened, and poisoned. Okay. Also, it is specifically immune to human monks from other worlds. <laughs> Good thing really we're niche. not. Thro- no, wait, he's a man. That choked doesn't actually work. He is his own weapon. It does, yeah. <laughs> I am my own weapon. That, that actually works for me. <laughs> it's, he, he's a character that if you want to disarm him, you need to literally disarm him, That's and then he's still it. going to kick you to death. Yeah, I'm headbutt. I'm, I'm, I'm Scottish, but we're going to do a Glasgow castle. All right. Actually, um, just for well, good measure, that last one, that last flare blow is going to be a headbutt for good measure. <laughs> <laughs> As you headbutt it, you hear a growl, but it's not just coming from its vocal cords. You're not sure it has vocal cords because all fire. You hear it in your mind. Ooh, fun. Um, as a point, that is stunned until the end of my next turn. So go at it, people. <laughs> and it's already gone this turn. But yep. okay. Next up is the best doggo. It's going to attempt to fly by. And it is definitely going to fly by. Where is my button to... Oh, wait. Because this is a custom thing, I don't have the die rolls built in. Oh. D&D Beyond, you have betrayed my trust. <laughs> okay, that is an 11 plus... Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll hit. And that's going to do 7 points of damage to the bad doggo. And then it immediately flies up out of range so it can't be stingered. Not that it matters because... Stunned. Morley. Okay. Last turn, you set a bunch of gnolls on fire. I did. Um, a good time was had by most. <laughs> you know, because have, even the gnolls that um, were next to the one set on fire were like, ha ha. Oh, great. Um, okay, so the goblins were shooting crossbow bolts at some of the gnolls that were relatively close. How close are they? Um, the closest ones right now are 20 feet away. No one's gotten closer than 15 before okay. getting an arrow shot in their face. Okay. Or so, other parts of their anatomy. There's uh, a lot of shots okay. to the knee. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Adventuring days are ending for so many. Okay, so I'm going to... Uh, well, the writer of the monstrosity has been dissipated like dust, so that one's done. They it's are possible Fandrin and Ryan are currently breathing it. 
maybe so. They should have used a mask. Oh, I didn't give one to the android, but anyway. Um, okay. Uh, the giant monstrosity he was riding seems to be disabled at the moment. So what's the biggest null still running around that is not on fire? Um, or are they all the same size? The, there's some that are bigger, some that are shorter. It, it, there's a bit of a variety. There are more torch wielders if you want to target them. It, it's dealer's choice. Okay. You, you are at the, the null buffet, and there's so many horrible selections from which you may choose to put on your plate <laughs> and then right. demand your money back. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to do the control flames thing again on whichever one is far, far enough away from the wooden walls that we made uh, that the goblins okay. are shooting people from. And I'm going to pick that one and whoever, if there's two next to each other, then maybe those two. Are, are, you, are you selecting torches that are further away from the walls or closer to the walls? Uh, I thought... The... Are, you, are you picking the ones in the front or the ones in the back? Okay, the ones, I'm assuming the ones the goblins are shooting at are in the front. Yes. Okay, do any of those have torches? There are some that are still standing that have torches that are closer, yes. Okay, I'm going to go I'm with that one. Okay, I'm specifically asking because that's going to determine why I'm rolling the next thing I'm rolling. Okay, so i um, going to pick one of those and again do the uh, five foot, I can expand the flame five feet in one direction, and I'm going to uh, try to catch the row of them. Okay. Because you said they were... I, I already rolled for that. It ended poorly. Okay. okay. But now I'm rolling for a reaction. Okay. Okay. Um, they don't seem... The ones that are not on fire don't seem to be phased. Okay. But the ones who are on fire are, are not fans. Okay. But don't worry. It'll be over soon. All right. I think that's all I can do in one... Okay. Uh, next up is a knoll that is near Ryan and Thandrin. They're going to... You know what? I'm just going to do evens and odds. Evens, Ryan, odds, Thandrin. Okay. They're going to go after Thandrin. Aw. And I'm still rolling at disadvantage or no? No, that's just the last round. I didn't do okay. Just making sure. Thank you for keeping track for me. I got you. It's... What's the name of the person who does the, um, the gesture cosplay? Ginny... Jenny, yeah. Uh, I, I forget her last name at the moment. But in any case, she just put out a video on things that players should do to make it easier on the DM. And I almost shared it in our Discord. Not because it was, hey, you should be doing this to make my life easier. But because it was almost a list of the things that you, my friends, do to make my life as a DM easier. Oh, I and I, tr I, I truly appreciate that. should keep track of their own stuff. Because you keep track of enough. <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way, keep speaking of keeping track, uh, does a 16 hit you? Uh, no, because I st I'm still hasted. So, mess. Okay. Um, how about a 7? Definitely no. <laughs> <laughs> how about a 22? Glancing blow. Okay, you take 5 piercing damage from a bite. <laughs> the, their swords have no effect on the party members, but they can bite you. Damn those teeth. Yeah, but this one does 5 points of damage from their bite, not 4. All right, Zuda. So the rider's down. The worst doggo is stunned. Yes. Um, and there are a bunch of gnolls. There are a significant number of gnolls, although that number is rapidly declining. Okay. Unless um, you don't care if they're alive or dead, in which case the number has remained constant. Actually, no, it's, go it's still gone down by one. That could be useful. Just saying. <laughs> Says the mm. warlock. <laughs> <laughs> Did did Morley take animate dead? Yeah. Oh my I'm, gosh. I'm just I'm just imagining um, Ellie's game from the now Monday game saying, "I can make use of these." <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I have advantage on attack rolls against the uh, the stunned dog? Depends on the attack, but probably it's stunned. Okay. It's a, this is a ranged spell attack. I'll allow it. <clears throat> I'll allow it okay. because the game is usually supposed to end at 7 and at 6.55. Gotcha. So that's a dirty 20. Uh, yes. For a whopping 9 radiant damage. But also the next attack will have advantage. <laughs> oh no. Double advantage. 
Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> Already had advantage. Um, all right. Next up is the dust on the wind. Actually, wait. Zuda, was your turn over? There's something else uh, you to do. Yeah, I don't really have anything else I want to do. Okay, that's fine. I'm just going to um, keep giving people temporary hit points if they stand next to me. Oh, which reminds me. Uh, that's 13 temporary hit points to Marley. Oh, thank you. 13? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Oh, okay. I believe it's whatever she rolls plus her level. Oh, neat. Yeah, it's 1d6 plus 7. Yeah, see? Cleric, okay. so. We have more gnolls doing things. Going to do odds and evens again for this. All right, this time they are going to not go after the unstoppable force. They're going to go after the immovable object. <laughs> that's a no. That's a hell no. And that's a nat 20. Ooh. Sticking with the trend, only the bites are finding their way through your defenses. <laughs> uh, so, going to do a roll for... <laughs> with a crit, that is still five points of bite damage. Because it's a one and a two plus two. You know, That's to Rhine, by the way, with, in case anyone was with wondering. Rhine, with Rhine being as tanky as they are, plus me being hasted, that's a good that's a good frontline combo. <laughs> it's a very good frontline combo, and there would be more attacks, but because you did a good enough job training the goblins, and I've been rolling behind the scenes for certain things for their own abilities versus the, the gnolls, um, they haven't quite gotten to like melee attacks yet. Which is for the best, because that would have made this game go a lot longer. Um, next knoll is not as big as the other knoll. They don't eat their Wheaties. Um, also Ryan. Mm-hmm. And they are using a spear. That's a nope. <laughs> that's a nope. It's a higher nope. And that's a nope. Next up is Emerson. And I'm again reminded, go to Emerson's character sheet, Crash. <laughs> Um, Emerson is realizing that where he is, he's not really being much of a help at all. And Paladin, not known for a wide range of ranged attacks, um, leaps over the wall and runs forward and starts engaging in hand-to-hand with the gnolls. Halfway there, he realizes, I'm turning my back on a bunch of goblins who've just been trained to use short bows. And then he utters something I will not repeat on air (laughs) and commits to it anyway. Well... Otherwise, he'd be like, when you go out to your car, you realize you left something at home, and you just, like, snap your fingers and turn around and come back. He's not doing that. Yeah. He gets two attacks with a mace of smiting. Uh, That's a lot. That is not as much, but still a lot. Uh, That is 11 points. And for the second attack, he's going to add a smite to that, because why not? Okay, that's a 2d8. Those are d10s, Crash. All right, so uh, there is a knoll that has been smitten. I don't think it wants me to use the word in that term, in that de- definition. Never mind. <laughs> All right, so I think we might be able to do one more round in theory. Uh, we've got things happening. No, that's not good. Well, no, good for you. F- for you, it's good. Knolls are faring poorly. I rolled a 17 for the goblins. How I've been doing this is I'm rolling once for the goblins, once for the gnolls, and whoever gets higher is doing better, because I can't be bothered to roll for each individually. And that was right. a nine for the gnolls. So they are still getting pushed back. Um, hopefully running soon. Next up is Amos, because someone keeps mishearing me. <laughs> Amos also runs forward and starts smacking things with his maul, because he can. Next up is the worst doggo, which is stunned. Thandrin, you hear a voice in your head. A very demonic-sounding voice. Possibly very apt to call it demonic. Okay. Do you even know what that thing is all around your head? Creepy. You should find out soon enough. Creepier. Ryan. There's still a worse doggo here? Yes, currently stunned. Um, if I inflict wounds on this, is it gonna do anything? Um, well, you could ask the monk who now knows all of its strengths and weaknesses... What were you going to cast? Inflict wounds. Uh, necrotic damage. Don't believe that was on it. That wasn't one of the things on the list, no. Thumbs up. Great! I cast Inflict wounds again. It's the worst of doggo pets. Using my last second level slot. Oh, so that's an at 20. 
A nat 20 with inflict wounds. I need you to roll all the dice that D&D Beyond has. <laughs> That's 55 necrotic. <laughs> okay, I, to be honest, it's not dead yet, but it is very bloody. Plus 7 radiant. Okay, how do you want to do this? <laughs> the the ra- um the necrotic damage took it down to 2. How do you want you know to do what? this? Usually, when I am casting, quote, touch, unquote, attacks, I am trying to touch them with my sword. But this time, I'm in the air, I'm flying, I kick it with the foot that doesn't have a knoll on it. I am amused that you made that decision and was prepared for either of those. <laughs> but okay, you, you have successfully um, kicked it to death. Well, also did a lot of other things, but... The, the last the the final insult is kicking it and as it crumbles crumble is possibly not the right word it kind of smooshes it it looks like it's starting to dissolve into some kind of gelatinous mess as it dies and the glow fades from its eyes the fire in its chest is starting to go out and it's just turning into a puddle of nope which you as an asimar would probably realize is because this thing was in fact a type of fiend. Well, right. I'm even more glad I kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> the spiritual weapon will take a swing at the knoll on my foot. Okay. You know what? Give me a roll. 19. For 10 force damage. Okay. Um, it's still firmly gripped onto your foot, but only by the head. Hmm. I'll deal with that when I land. All right. Uh, now, considering that you've defeated the leader of this horde, and we are uh, now after 7 o'clock, and also Chris had to leave due to a prior engagement, um, I'm going to say that the rest of what occurs is a mop-up exercise with their leader killed. Those who notice start to run off towards... They're not running away. They are running towards other battles that just happen to not be near this <laughs> battle. Just in case anyone was wondering... That is what takes place. Those who don't notice are quickly mowed down either by goblin archers or um, a paladin and war priest and twilight domain cleric and uh, the nicest of warlocks. <laughs> also a very good doggo. Um, so it, it's a mop up operation at this point, which we will not role play for this. That's so fine, that... I saved some lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Knowles can have little A lightning bolt as a treat. Oh wait, no, that that wasn't little A. That was a big A. That was a capital A. Oh, that was that's... perhaps an eight D six. That's a significant amount of lightning. They are not fans. Some of them are still standing, but only because they're kind of like solidified in that pose now. Alright, so that's where we're going to end it for the evening. Is there anything that anyone wants to plug? My mom writes books. You can find them at elizabeth-mccoy.com. My website is Book of Jen at bookofjen.net. It's got a lot of Diablo stuff on it, and I'll be putting up some Diablo Immortal videos really soon. By the time you hear this recording, they'll be up, probably for a while. Um, it's got a lot of other stuff on there as well, including other video games other random nonsense and i'm also the host of the shattered soulstone podcast which is a diablo community podcast that uh releases once a week on that's at shatteredsoulstone.com and if chris had needed to leave early he would want for us to share that he has a um his own podcast that he helps with that he's that he's one of the hosts on um azrocctc.com you you can guess by the name that they do talk about Blizzard stuff, and they definitely do talk about Blizzard stuff, but they also talk about other games as well. They've gone to more general gaming. Uh, so yeah, AzrothCTC.com. Any other plugs? Uh, I run a social network at elekk.xyz, <clears throat> and you can ask anybody for an invite. Yay! And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cogwheelgaming. You can help us keep the lights on, along with other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Cindy, Ellie, Eric, Janadalok, Mickey, Shanshan, and Walter. So thank you everyone for playing. Thank you everyone for listening. Until next time, this is Crash saying, Hmm, I thought I put more power into that bark. I'm going to need to revise this. Good night, everybody. <laughs>